Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Unapologist Podcast. Today we have the exclamation point on life, Christopher Paulson. <laughs> I, 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 I think I texted you a witty comment back to that, yeah, what, but what I, can't even re- I can't even remember it. But I know it ended with the word like period. If I'm the exclamation, <laughs> if I'm the exclamation point on life, then you are life itself, period. Something uh, like that, but I think it was more witty. It, it, it was too generous. I, I mean, I can sure pull up. But there's something like then you're the whole novel, period, or something like that. Oh my um, god! Oh my god! The, the whole novel. <laughs> you are the verso. Oh, uh, uh, I, 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 I appreciate that. Thank I you. I thought you'd Thank like you. that one. I thought. Thank hey. you. Because you know, you talk to my spouse, and she'd be like, "You're the question mark that comes on sentences that should be periods." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what, what are you even talking about? I love it. I love it. So, right, how's so it Chris, going on your end, buddy? You know what? It, it's been uh, a new start to a new course, and yeah. so far, it, it's been at this point. This is my fifth course in the year, and it's been a good routine, and the students are on board, and it's just been a lot smoother this time around and it's been a lot more fun and a lot more open and i'm actually starting to enjoy the digital learning i do miss the classroom a lot i miss the faces but uh, we seem to be hitting a good rhythm how about you you know what uh i uh we're in semester two where i am we've had three days of class and i i'm really enjoying my classes uh, a lot of really good participation right from the get-go uh, one of the things here in Fort McMurray, we uh, today, actually, at, at, at the date of recording, we had no new COVID cases today. That's amazing. And, Congrats. And, and locally, I believe we're down to only 67 active cases. That's so amazing. I know amazing. that uh, you, you can you can feel it. You can feel that there's, you know, I don't want to say a sigh of relief because I, I think everyone's like, really really aware of you know what's going on but when you see the numbers going in the direction you want them to go in um it's not it's not just the adults who are kind of like it's it's the kids too and you really see this uh there's a there's 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 a joy to that and uh i was thinking too uh you know when we we talked a lot uh in our in our shows in september Uh, And I shared how I felt really like for the first time, I didn't know if I was connecting with students because of the masks Mm -hmm. Um, going into this next semester. That wasn't even a thought. It was just like, Oh, it it was, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even have that kind of, Oh, I I can't see the faces because I, and I don't know if I'm connecting Um, whether I'm better at reading eyes or just like as, as a population, we'd become better at communicating with half of our faces not shown. I don't know, but that was something I really thought of. And I was like, whoa, how about that? Yeah, I I think you hit a very good point there. And we should unpack that sometime. Just ways that we're connecting with each other. Get on tab. Well, what what beyond before. But, uh, you know, I I don't think the audience wants to hear from us anymore. Uh, I think we're done. Because no one wants to hear from us ever. (laughs) The only people who want to hear from us is us which is why we did this really <laughs> just so we can hear ourselves talk because god knows our wives don't want to hear us talk either they don't. but uh chris please tell us like you brought someone incredible on this show can you please tell us who, who it is i did she doesn't believe it either tonight my friends we have megan keo on the show and she's fantastic uh let me tell you a little background to megan keo 
she was a professor's assistant at Memorial University. Um, she's probably going to tell us a little more about that, though. Uh, she's been teaching six years, six big ones. So she's uh, she's she's got over that first few years hump, which is awesome. The uh, <laughs> I stay at school until eleven thirty a.m. and I get back at three a.m. hump. Yeah, that whole uh, I'm she, drowning the first five years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she taught in a Mennonite community past Grand Prairie, Alberta for a year uh, with some seven uh, and nine social, some seven to 10 PE and some grade 10 and some of those CTS courses. Um, fun, interesting thing when I was reading uh, the profile she had sent me, uh, one of the things she did uh, was woodworking. And I was thinking about Ryan McKinnon from last week. So it'd be cool to get them both on to get their thoughts around that. But she taught three years in Lac La Biche, Alberta with some grade seven LA and social studies. And she moved to Fort McMurray a couple of years ago and she has been been at Holy Trinity School in, in Fort McMurray doing some fantastic work. Uh, she does some of our digital media stuff, design, photography. Um, she does a little bit of social. And one of the things, uh, she's humble. She's she's humble to a fault. One of the things she didn't say, but I know she does, is this is a person who coaches. She's a coach. And you go around this school and there's like these little like fan clubs of Miss Keo who might never ever have her as a teacher. There'll be this group of girl volleyball players, like these female volleyball players, and they won't be where they're supposed to be. And you'll be like, Where what are you guys doing? Like at lunch, like they're wondering, and they're like, Oh, we just want to go see Miss Keo. Uh, so she's <laughs> wow, she's amazing. fantastic, and we are so happy to have her. Uh, Megan, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So it's our pleasure. With an intro like that, you know, I know, how does that feel? How does that feel? I feel like my job is done and I should just leave. See you later. <laughs> well, a lot, of people, a lot of people tell Vito and I either uh, while we're recording or after we're done recording. Um, a lot of people say like, you know, when you read it. I've done I've done some good stuff with my life. When you read it out like that, um, that person, I'd like to meet yeah. them. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, we're we're super pumped to have you. Uh, and, and Vito, take it away, uh, good sir. Well, you, you know, after an intro like that, there's only one place that we can go from here, and, and I think it's going to be a surprise to the listeners. Oh, a complete surprise if you've been listening to the show for more than three episodes. So, Megan, you know, each teaching career starts only at the halfway point of life. Uh, the, the listeners know what is coming, okay? So we all know. Tell us your story. What inspired you to become a teacher? How did you get into it? And what brought you to the place today? Because you've made some pretty big jumps uh, from what I'm hearing. So I am an, an identical twin. I have a twin sister. So I've always kind of... I've been the youngest, even if it's only by 22 minutes, but still the youngest. <laughs> um, so I've always kind of had that competitive drive to be my own person. And so I grew up in a really small town. Well, not even a town. It's a community. Fun fact, it's in Newfoundland, and it's one of the only communities that don't have a mayor. It's so small. Yeah. Um, so I went to a K-12 school. Um, there was 130 students. So there was no branching out and being your own person. So we had a lot of turnaround. We, I never had that one teacher who was amazing. So like, I think it's always really funny to tell my old principal that I became a teacher and they're like, wait, what? You became mm -hmm. a teacher? Cause I was that nasty student that 
didn't do anything, just made jokes and whatnot. So when I graduated, I wasn't good enough to get in to play a varsity sports at Memorial. Just was not tried out, didn't make it, broke my heart. Then found out I didn't even get accepted to Memorial because I was that student that didn't care. Mm. So that came around and bit me in the butt real fast. But um, so I went to Kona and I did graphic design. And that was when I realized, okay, I'm pretty good at art. That's cool. And so then that was a two-year program. And then once that was done, I was like, okay, I'm 18. I don't want to start my career I must go back to school because I don't know what I'm going to do. So that's when I went, I got into MUN and I did um, visual arts in Cornerbrook, which is about eight hours from where I was currently living. And that was the first time my parents was like, no, you're not going. Right. Because in their mind, got to keep everybody close. We're a little family, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, peace out, I'm going. So I went there and it was honestly one of the best times in my life. I got to be my own person. I was no longer the twin. Like I got to really branch out. I played, they, my roommate just started a basketball team with the college. And well, it's called a college, but it was a part of Memorial. Um, so I got to play on the varsity basketball team, even though basketball is not my sport, but that was okay. Um, And I did my four years there and I loved it. And then when I graduated, my professors, they really enjoyed me and I really enjoyed them. I got a Bachelor of Visual Arts with a um, double major with art history because I'm like a bit of a nerd with history and stuff. But um, my art historian basically was like, what are you going to do now? I don't know. So I applied for, I knew I wanted to go one or two routes. I wanted to either become a teacher, which full disclosure, I wanted to become Indiana Jones. I wanted to be like a professor at a university for the school year and then become like a crazy, like art historian, like uh, explorer in the summers. Oh, my, my, my roommate at Queens was that person. Uh, He's doing his PhD in art history and he would, like go to the archives, the Vatican and things like that. Right. Like that's what I wanted. And I realized because my art historian prof, she was this crazy eccentric shamanist kind of woman who was ex-military. So when she walked into the room, you stopped and stared because she just demanded the room. And I was like, oh my God, like, terrifying but once I got to know her I was like you are amazing so she was like okay well let's figure out what you want to do and so I applied education was still not even a thought in my mind I just did what everybody does apply to it because you'll probably get in in St. John's that's what it's like but um but yeah I got accepted to do my master's in digital arts at Windsor University and then I got accepted to do education in St. John's. And I was like, oh, no, I got accepted into both. Wasn't accepted to really get into either. And I'm like, now I have a choice. And so at that time, I became a um, 
an aide for this art history professor because in the Grenfell program, it, it's fine arts. So you, there's theater kids and there's visual arts kids and everybody has to take this one course. It's called art survey. Um, you have to do it to graduate either program. So the, the art kids usually are okay with it. The theater kids usually hate it and they think it's stupid that they have to do it, but it is what it is. You get this big, like eight pound book and you have to look through it. And it's all these like old, like white dead dudes. Like there's hardly any <laughs> interesting <laughs> artists. These old white dead dudes. Right? <laughs> um, so I, I went through the course and I did okay. But then once this whole dilemma started, this professor, her name is Maggie Atkinson, and I still love her so much. So Facebook friends talk to her every once in a while. But um, she was like, well, you should become my aide. And I'm like, I guess, sure. I get to talk about history. And then so that was the moment it kind of clicked because I realized that I'm good at teaching. And mm -hmm. I realized that I like teaching. So that was like, okay. And then I had a lot of personal stuff going on. Like my grandmother was ill and I didn't want to leave. And I was already kind of the outcast because I moved across the province, which is absurd. Um, so I decided to do my education. And it was always funny because people, you would get into your education classes. And I'm sure you guys can relate. People are always like, why do you want to be a teacher? And then you always get those people that are like, I want to change the world. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> didn't, I was, didn't want to change. There's no world changing right? going on over here. <laughs> I, I was the kid that was in the back of the room, still not even sure if teaching in a school was what I wanted. Cause remember I wanted to be Indiana Jones. And so I'm like, sitting oh, there. you would have, you would have hated me in your ed program. Oh, I was the kid. Person? I was the kid with like five minutes left. I would be like, "Do you believe that knowledge is a priori <laughs> or a posterior?" Yeah, I, I, everyone groan. You would have hated me. Yeah, we wouldn't have been friends. Sorry. <laughs> 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 but I was the kid that they would ask, "Why are you a teacher?" And I'd be like, "Well, I don't know. I'm good at it, and <laughs> it pays well." <laughs> <laughs> that's that was my reasoning um and then of course i was like oh you get your summers off because of course before you're a teacher you're just like lol summers off that's great and then you become a teacher and you're like i need those summers off to like <laughs> deal with everything um so so yeah i did my education i did i am a sucker for punishment i love school which is i like learning which is weird because again 15, 16 year old me hated everything to do with it. I was a late bloomer, you may say, but, um, but yeah, um, I did a bachelor of our education with a conjoint technology degree, which okay. means I did two degrees in, I think it was 16 months, 14 months, something like that. Oh, so no, like, problem. no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I, what did you do with all that free time? I know. Right. <laughs> I was definitely one of those kids that were out partying and all this. Cause like, you, you actually couldn't because yeah, I ended my visual arts degree in April and I started my education degree in May. 
and it went right until the following July. And then, yeah, I got hired in Alberta because that's the thing to do in Newfoundland, go to Alberta to work. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. (laughs) And yeah, they came down to my school. It was Peace River School Division. And they were like, I know where I want to put you. Can you move up? And then I was like, cool. That was a whole other conversation. Yeah, you know, parents, how you didn't like me moving across the province? Well, now I'm moving across the country. And, yeah. How did that conversation go? Not well. There was a lot of yelling. Oh, no. And there was a whole, like, I love my mom. I'm a huge mom and dad girl. Like, my family is still really close. But uh, she does the, um, I can't even talk to you right now. And then just won't talk to you. And it's like, but no, we're adults. Let's talk this out. Nope, nope. Don't want to talk to you. She almost does the kid thing. Oh, get my you. my mom. I've been in Alberta for just about ten years. My mom will still call my phone at a time where I'm definitely working, and I won't get it. And later, I'll be like, "There's a time difference," and the, the response is always, "Well, you know, if you lived here, there wouldn't be." Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, now I'm now I'm here and I like Alberta and I'm staying for forever. <laughs> I, hope, I hope mom and dad aren't listening. <laughs> or, else, or else you're gonna be, get a get an off time zone phone Listen, call. Listen, you know that you are gonna get many calls in the middle of the night and they're gonna probably fly out here. So yeah. um let's let's jump into the discussion because so often we see that students and people in general try to fit into little boxes with labels. And I know you mentioned it in your story, you know, you're you're a twin and you wanted to get away from mm-hmm. being associated with that. You wanted to be your own person. A lot of your stories associated with you trying to create your own path. I totally got that. Um, so, you know, we have these little labels, athlete, artist, or like any number of things. You strive to nurture students to break down those barriers. Uh, why do you think it's important to do this? Well, I think that... Um... Like, I don't know, man, like people are so different and like, as, especially as the world is progressing, like people are becoming more and more aware of their different personality types and they're able to embrace it, which is why I think it's important to be breaking these things down. Like I grew up uh, a twin. I grew up an athlete involved in everything, but I was also pretty artistic, like kind of I hate the world kind of kid. Um, So I was a kid that wore all black, but then put on a basketball jersey and just killed it on the court. Right. And so growing up, having that freedom, because again, in the small community, the the jocks are the choir kids who are the uh, school councils who like you do everything. So when I came into real, real schools, um, I realized that, kids are so held like pigeonholed by these boxes. Right. And like, you've got kids that are like, well, I can't play basketball because I'm in drama. And it's like, well, do they completely overlap? No. Well, why can't you do both? (laughs) Like it's all about finding a balance. Right. Um, And that's why I tell my students, my favorite thing to tell my students when they walk in, they see this nerdy, loud little art teacher. 
And then I'm like, yeah, like I'll tell them, yeah, I was just up in the gym, like lifting, like bench pressing just for fun. And they're like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> or it's like, yeah, I'm like, I coach the varsity volleyball team. Oh, but you're the photography teacher. And it's, mm. like, it's like, why can't I do both? I think it's really uh, I think it's really important too that this isn't just something that you say to students. You're not at the front of the class saying, "Be your own person. You can do anything you want." You're actually leading by example, you know, cool. with your life. Like you could you could go in and you could never say any of this, but they would all know, well, yeah, she's my photo teacher, but she's also my socials teacher, but she's also in uh you know the the girls fitness club but she's also coaching me volleyball like it's it's an absolutely lived experience it's not just something that was read in a book that sounded good yeah i wish it was that simple but no like (laughs) maybe it's because i've been fighting to be my own person my entire life that it i'm a really strong advocate for being your own person Mm -hmm. right like i like it even it even seems sorry i kind of stepped on your words it even seems as though like that that fight to be your own person has allowed you to break out of the it's that you're not going to be anyone's person yeah you know you're not all the boxes are broken when in finding the self we you realize that the self can be all of the boxes and none of the boxes at the same time it's not just okay so the person i found was athlete and it was you know it was more than that yeah, and I think that's and like the most the easiest way for teachers to talk about things like this with the students is to just let the students know that you're a person. Let them know your interests. Let them know like my favorite thing is to tell sometimes I'll even just show like my Netflix most watch. I'm like, you want to know who I am? Like, let's pull out my Netflix account. <laughs> that is, and I'll that's actually you. brilliant. That's a right? brilliant move right and there. And then they see that I watch anime they see that i watch documentaries they see that i watch rupaul's drag race and they're just like whoa like why do you like all these different like what (laughs) and it's like (laughs) it's like yeah like sometimes i'll ask students for any they're like well bonus i like this movie but i don't know if you would like it and it's like just try worst case scenario i'll watch it and think well that was garbage there goes two hours of my life but at least i tried it right (laughs) i I love that but but actually i'm glad you mentioned this because sometimes when students do get to know you the real you they will actually will make recommendations that they think you would like and there are sometimes crazy accurate and like Mm -hmm. yeah no no i really like that thanks for recommending that like good good on you and uh, I love this whole breaking the the boxes and labels because I know myself, you know, I, I grew up with three sisters. And so <laughs> I would always go into these classrooms in high school following my sisters and I would always be pigeonholed as, mm-hmm. you know, you're all, oh, you're part of that family. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I hated that, hated that. Um, so I always make it a thing to my students at the start of every course. I'm like, I get to know you for you. I don't care if I, taught a sibling of yours i know your parent or we've had each other in a class before this is i'm going to know you on your terms right now so i love that i love that thank you yeah that's really cool i i i just you know if you want someone to know you share your netflix yeah (laughs) you're most watched (laughs) and maybe you know what i would even jump to say like listen if you're trying to find a figure out who you are 
maybe look at your own Netflix most you watched. <laughs> You're welcome. I can leave now. The yeah. tidbit of knowledge has been yeah. Dropped. We're getting a little. We're getting a little. Uh, what you know when you sent me the message earlier, telling me some some sprinkles. Yeah, some sprinkles. <laughs> Sprinkling it. No, I, I dig Go that. On. Now uh, let's piggyback off this question, though. So, what do you, what do you believe that we can do in the classroom? I mean, you already mentioned the Netflix thing, but uh, to cultivate a culture that doesn't allow labels to run it, I I think just being the example and letting the kids know that it's okay, right? Having those discussions, like my students know. Sometimes when I like, I'm a pretty well put together person, pretty well, <laughs> but they know sometimes I run late. They know sometimes I'm in the middle of the classroom trying to teach them while shoveling breakfast into my mouth, right? Like, and they, I think, especially when you get the older kids, they really enjoy seeing, seeing you struggle, seeing you like deal with day-to-day life to kind of break away from that perfect mold of a teacher. Cause that a teacher alone is a box, right absolutely it's a a label you need to dress professional you need to do this you need to time out i did not get the first memo i know i (laughs) like that's i told my students that too first day i wore a dress and i was like take in your stereotypical teacher moment i'm wearing a dress i have my name tag enjoy it for today tomorrow it'll probably be sweatpants and a hoodie enjoy (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah like i I always try to preach, be yourself, right? You're teaching the kids can tell when you're teaching somebody else's stuff. They can tell when you're teaching something you don't like. So if you have to teach something that you don't find interesting or that you don't really agree with, you can tell them, you can say like, I, I have to teach this to you. I think it's boring. I'm going to try to make it as less boring as I can, but like we'll get through it together kind of thing. So I don't know, like I, breaking the boxes and the molds with your students. I think the best thing is to just let them know that you are a person, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that you are there and you're accepting. And if you're not accepting, then maybe you shouldn't be a teacher, <laughs> but that could be a whole other conversation in a podcast. But mm. Um, but yeah, I always tell my students, I'm a jack of all trade, master of nothing. I have like hundreds of interests of everything. Am I extremely good at any of them? No, but (laughs) I have those interests. So I've yet to have a student come in that I've not had at least one thing in common with. So it's good. Life is good. So you really, you really tried to to seek that, then to connect that with each of them. It, It sounds like that. Like you're really saying, okay, who are you? What can I do to show you that I'm human and I get you being human and we can connect on that level? Yeah. And like, there are some times it's really hard to connect with a student, but like you try your hardest. Sometimes it is hitting, like hitting your head against the wall and you you can't connect with every single one of them. But if I see 300 students and I connect with 295 of them, I'm going to first find out what's wrong with those other five. Why can't I connect with them? And then maybe it's just a conversation like, yeah, you know, I'm a Boston Bruins fan. You're a Leafs fan. We'll never agree on hockey, but you know what? We can accept that we exist. Right. So. And, and, and to me too, like, cause yeah, you're right. Like we're fooling ourselves. If we think we're going to make 
great connections with every single student, but it doesn't excuse us from, from trying. Exactly. Right. And like, yes, of course, there's lots of students that I would be, if they were adults, we would be friends. And then there's a lot, most of my students are the students that you see in the high, Hey, Sally, how's it going? Right. And just those little pleasantries. Mm -hmm. And then there's a couple that I will smile and say hi to every day until they smile and say hi back. Even if it's just for that one second. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's enough. I love, we're getting so many polls and points tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's probably my favorite strategy is to the whole keep smiling and hit them, kill them with kindness until it hurts. And then they're like, fine, I accept yeah. your kindness. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I hate it, but I accept it. Especially <laughs> with the masks. So like, I've been trying this new thing where I like pretend to be smiling and just try to do like weird, crazy eyes. And until they look at me, like, what is she doing? And then I'll be like awkward smiling at you and smile and like be all like friendly. And then I'll be like, or am I in a serious voice? And then they're like, wait, what? What a, what a, what a, what a like global pandemic thing to do. You can't see it. Am I smiling or am I not? Right. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. The little joys, the little joys. Well, I think, I I think too, like some of the big things that I'm really feeling from you right there is that just like, you know, the moment you're, you're not willing to try, why, why even there, you know, the moment, the moment that try isn't part of your vocabulary and what you want to do every day, you know, what are you doing there? Because you're, you're just going to find yourself, you know, you, you've, when you stop trying, when you give up, you've automatically fallen into a box of, you know, the give up crew. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and this is all about breaking out of those boxes and throwing the boxes in the dumpster and being our own people. And I think it's so crucial as people who are, you know, gifted with the task of nurturing education for, for the young people of today. I think it's so important that we never stop trying and and that's part of you know I me mean, i don't know if that's a box or if that's breaking out of a box but you know from what i hear you're saying is like go in every single day and you may not hit a grand slam every time you're at bat but at least shoot for a single exactly right and i think that's why i've also become a huge advocate for first year teachers as well because it wasn't that long ago i was a first year teacher but um, I instantly, if I'm like, oh, we have something, somebody new hired at our school, I'm instantly that person. Hey, how's it going? I'm so-and-so. I'm over here. If you need anything, let me know. And then occasionally checking in on them because, again, it's the boxes. They were stupid boxes. But they, and, they, and, you know, not to just talk about the pandemic again, but, like, with how we have to do things, those boxes have become very real yeah. because you – you have you can't often just go and see someone all the time you have to stay in your spot exactly right so like um it's just like i don't know it's just important for me for people to know that everybody's human everybody has good days and bad days but you get through it together even in a pandemic you can still get through it together Mm -hmm. for sure just just socially distanced (laughs) socially distanced but still together yeah that's that's great. No, it's really nice to hear. Uh, but let's shift gears though for a moment. Uh, you do a lot of different things in your school. 
Yeah, I nonstop. I know, like you're all over the map. Like you teach digital arts and media as well as coaching. Uh, so tell us about the value of these roles in your life as a teacher, and really, the, what's what's the positive influence this has in your students? Yeah. Um, so yeah. So on a typical year, I coach um, varsity volleyball and soccer. Uh, last year, wasn't able to do soccer because of, we weren't in schools. Um, so this year we had three quarters of a volleyball season with no travel. So it's challenging to also blend this with teaching the arts because it can actually overlap a lot too, right? Like when we have a, a quote unquote normal year, we have my photography students in after school taking photos of the volleyball teams, right? Or of the basketball teams. Like it, it works out pretty well to get those um, action shots and whatnot. When we had liturgies, we would have students in photographing the singers and whatnot. Um, but now we're, everything is this whole year is this whole other experience. But um, but yeah, the one of the it's a struggle sometimes though because the longer I'm here, the more students know me, which is fine. Um, but the first couple of days of any year for those new grade 10s coming in is to basically explain why I'm qualified to be in the gym while I'm qualified to do this. Cause again, they're like, but this is an art teacher. Why is this art teacher trying to teach me how to play soccer? What does she know? Right. Justifying but, your place where you are right? to people who you don't have to justify anything to. Right. And it's but like, if you don't, it's going to, it's going to come back. To exactly. Be right. Like, and again, the whole gender and all this always comes into effect as well, but that's a whole other thing. But um, with keeping a balance for my students, I, I'm a adult who really promotes staying active and how it's good for your mind and your body and your soul mainly because as a kid I was active in sports but I wasn't active in any other aspect of it I was that kid that would play volleyball for a day and then sit down and eat three bags of chips or if I wanted chicken fingers every day I got chicken fingers every day right so I use my struggle and the lack of balance to talk to kids about how you need to express yourself period whether that is with art, whether that's with sports, whatever you personally need to do, do it, right? Um, stay healthy and active because I always tell them, because if not, you're going to become an adult like me right now who busts her butt every day to stay active because I didn't take that initiative when I was their age, right? Um but I don't know. Sorry, I'm you, like on a complete using, tangent. But <laughs> using no, but using using your personal history as a teachable moment, I think that's so important. I mean, yeah, if we're, you don't, we're, not, we're, we're not about narrative on this uh, podcast. No, there's, <laughs> there's never been. A, I'm against it. There's no book or anything. Uh, but no, I, I think the personal narrative is such a wonderful teaching opportunity because you know you're looking at the main character. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I I don't know balanced classroom. And the sports, like I said, once the student, it can get a little, I'm working harder and harder 
to break the molds of who's a photography student and things like that. Um, mainly because like morning announcements are boring in my class right now. Cause it's like, okay, anybody inquire crickets, anybody <laughs> on sports team crickets. And it's like, well, none of these announcements work for you. What am I supposed to do during this time? And I'll do like a song and dance until somebody joins something. Cause then it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> day, it's every day until one of you does something. <laughs> but, but it usually ends up starting the conversation. Well, why is nobody in student council here? Like, why is nobody in choir? Like these are all totally acceptable things to do. That that's amazing because normally when teachers are like, well, no, this doesn't apply to anybody. Let's move on. But you actually take that as an opportunity to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Why aren't any of you on any of this? Right. Like get on it. Like, yeah. That's, especially that's a, that's a mind shift. That's, that's cool. And that's the thing. And then of course, when it's like my grade 12s or even 11s, I'm just like, guys, they want this stuff for your applications for colleges. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it's, it's like, I don't care if you join the student council, you just sit in the background and you think this is stupid. There might be one thing that they do that will get you. And then you'll be so pumped about it. And then at least you have that one experience. I'm like, don't be the person that's going to complain how lame things are. If you're not willing to do anything about it. And you always the people who always like look back on high school and be like, "Oh, high school sucked." It's usually the people whose you know extracurriculars like start and end with uh, nothing. Exactly right, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, like when I look back on my high school, like I said earlier, my teachers weren't the gra- the greatest, but like those extracurriculars is what kept me going through school. And I think that might be well, why I'm such like, a... Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, that makes a lot of sense, that comment, right? You know, you obviously your 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 secondary and your elementary school experience wasn't necessarily the best, um, but there was a reason that you kept going, and now you're a teacher. And so yeah. their inspiration comes from absolutely anywhere. And I also think, you know, to me, um, our students who are what I would call at promise... Um, Sometimes it's those extracurriculars that are the thing that's just getting them to the class. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think one of the things you're doing is you found this, you found this wild way to be, to turn your class almost into an extracurricular mindset (laughs) and your extracurriculars into these teachable moments. And it's just like, I'm just kind of sitting here like, it's all starting to make sense. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm a beautiful minding it right now. Like nice. I'm, I'm, I'm making connections. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I also keep my athletes and my students accountable. Like, um, cause nobody did that for me. So like, if I have an athlete, I will continuously be checking their grades. Oh, you're not doing good here. Well, we need to make sure you're doing good here. Same thing with my photography students. They know once the end of term hits, it's not only my courses they need to be worried about in my room. They know Uh-oh. I'm going to be up emailing teachers. Like now I have a system that just shows me everything, which is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, Oh yeah. You've got like a 45 in math. Like what's going on? Like I'm no good at math, but I can find somebody who's good at math. If you need help. Like, <laughs> I noticed, uh, I noticed that you have what I like to call a practice player average in that course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> never heard that a practice player average i have to keep that one in mind that's the nice way of saying 
you have a benched average. <laughs> yes. And no joke, because um, last year we traveled a lot. And I, and I learned a lot of this from my head coach last year, Sobe. He was fantastic. And he unfortunately left for school, and I was really sad. But we still keep in touch, so it's okay. He's coming on the show in, in a month and a half or so. Um, to talk to coaching, I believe. Garbage. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he, was, he was my role model because when – this last year was my first year in a big school, a big high school. And um, I remember going to Edmonton for a big volleyball tournament. And before we got on the bus, he looked a student straight in the face, a student that he has huge compassion for and said, if you do not hand in these three assignments that you owe, you are not stepping a foot on that court when we get to Edmonton. And sure enough, that kid on the bus, instead of talking with their friends knew that I pooped the bed. I got to get this done and did the whole three assignments on the way to Edmonton on the bus. God bless Wi-Fi. Right? (laughs) And, yeah, (laughs) she came in so proud. Look, they're done. Can I play? And we were like, yeah. So. Well, it goes with that, uh, you know, is it athlete-student or student-athlete? That And that's a that's a debate that I'm not touching with a 90-foot pole. Thank (laughs) you very much. Uh, But, like, it seems as though, like, you know, it's not just about, like, it's not just about the extracurricular. It's not just about the classroom, but it, it's not just about the the being a real person, but it's also about like having high expectations because people, especially young people, especially students, they meet the expectations that you have for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's, let's take this to the next level then because we've been talking about the students a lot and breaking boxes there, but you've also really been hinting at doing this yourself. So how do you think that, that we as teachers then can strive to like not adhere to different labels and keep open minds. Like how, how can we do that? I always feel kind of awkward giving advice to teachers being a mere sixth year teacher, but I've been to a lot of places, a lot of cultures. I know a lot. I know, like I said, I know a lot of things about a lot of things, a little, <laughs> but um, I think it's okay that if you have a teacher, um, uh, conference where they're offering hundreds of different types of lessons for you to like PD sessions. I think it's okay. Even if you're the math teacher to go do a phys ed one, just, just to explore your options. And I think a lot of that comes from the top because like I can go talk to somebody at our school until I'm blue in the face, telling them to express yourself, figure out who you want to be, like explore your options. It's okay to explore and to not be afraid to explore. So like my advice for teachers is to just go do it, do what you want to do. Right. Like explore Cause the worst case scenario, like I said about the kid with the movie reference, worst case scenario, you waste a couple hours of your life. You'll never get back. Is it like to me, I think the trade-off is worth it personally. I love it. I love it. Hey, um, Vito, Chris, uh, do you have a do you have a digital watch on by any chance? No, but well, I got some news for you. I got the I, time. I, oh, listen, I I I'm looking at the sun right now that it's not there, and I'm feeling it. That's I'm right. Feeling it. I'm it's feeling it. I'm feeling big vibes. Points. Big vibes. Big vibes. Big vibes. Big vibes. Hey, we were super lucky tonight because we got to talk to Megan Kehoe, and she is awesome. Uh, now, here's the thing: uh, you, you, as you said, you sprinkled a lot of little little nuggets of joy <laughs> on us here tonight. 
Um, and first and foremost, you know, I don't know if this is official Pulse and Point, but it's definitely it's definitely like Pulse and Point adjacent. Um, so many awesome teachers didn't get into university. Yeah, Gato, you noticed that? We've had, I think, about seven or eight guests who's like, yeah, my first kick at the can, I didn't get in. And then I did this, 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 and now I'm awesome. Um, and I just think that's kind of interesting. And I think for like, you know, I know we have a lot of listeners who are at university or who are like kind of thinking, of, of, do I jump into this or that? And I think that's just like a big <sighs> sigh of relief. Because yours, you know, yours truly conned his way in, so you know. Yes. Good. Well, <laughs> he slacked his way to success. <laughs> that was that. That's a story for another day. But keep going. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, he, my big vibes tonight come from if you if you're good at something, it's worth exploring. You know, Megan never really thought about teaching, but I was good at it. Exactly. And and I, I love that. Um. And once again, it's so important to have people to look up to. Your prof, I, I loved that. Um, and sometimes you have to break out so that you can find yourself, even though it's hard. You know, form those good relationships. And there are times where you have to give things up that might hurt to find your success. Um, some more big vibes. People are different, and that's worth celebrating and embracing. And if you want to see change, you have to live that change first. You can't just say it. Be accepting. It's essential. Share the struggle in your class. You want to connect with people? Share your struggle. Um, you know, and, and, and that doesn't just mean in the class. Extend that, extend that acceptance and extend that struggle to your colleagues. Let them know you're there for them. I love that. Um and, and another big vibe I got tonight, you know, smile and say hi for as long as it takes to get one back. I loved it. Um, big, you know, going, going into just like this, this role model thing, being active is good for the whole person, regardless of how it's being done. You know? So, I mean, I think, I think about that's, that's great for students, teachers. That's great for everybody. Um, break the mold. Break the mold, my friends. You don't have to be the teacher in the room next door because you're the teacher in this room. Um, but if you want to see that success, accountability is key. Accountability is key. Um, and, and, and to be honest, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to figure out who you want to be. But to do that, you have to explore. And then the big vibe from tonight, and I think Vito knows exactly what this big vibe is going to be. Aww. If you want people to know you, and if you want to get to know yourself, take a look at that Netflix most watched list. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your pulse and points for tonight. Just nailed it. Oh, my. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for coming on and joining us uh, this evening. We really appreciated having you on. Yes. Just, big thanks big thanks from over here buddy yeah th thank, thank you this is my first ever podcast so i listen to them but i've never thought about being on them so well, now you're on one I know. Hey. that's, hey. that's it put that down put that in your basket right there look at me <laughs> <laughs> updating the cv right now <laughs> awesome 
No, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Megan. And, you know, we're going to just keep this ball rolling with some so many amazing guests we got coming up this season. Chris, I know we got we got some pretty spectacular people as well coming up. And, boy, it's you know, we're, in, we're in for a treat. And Chris and I have actually a lot of – been talking with a lot of uh, plans for this podcast for – you know the next little while and we can't say anything yet but we got things in the works things are in the works works. they're in the works we got this we got the ball rolling so thank you so much for 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 sticking with us and thank you for joining us this week on the unapologist podcast join us next week when we'll talk with great people learn new ideas and tell the story of teaching as it happens this is Vito and chris signing off Just podcast.